Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Astral Projection Techniques. Today, I have a very special guest. She is an admin to the Astral Projection Group, and she is a host to this podcast. Welcome, Tammy. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, thank you for being here with us. This is your podcast. It's your group. So thank you for accepting the invite. And I'm so excited to talk about your experiences. I met Tammy about two years ago in the Astral Projection Techniques uh, group on Facebook. We're so happy to have her. She's an awesome person, an awesome friend. I know you've had some very meaningful experiences. I know you've met your grandma. Yes, I have seen my grandma. You've also healed your father when he I, was in the hospital. Yes, he was in the hospital and I went to him and did some healing um, energy work on him and it did make him, although it did not heal him, it did not heal him to get rid of the cancer, but it did make him feel better that day for the next few days. You've also healed PTSD trauma from childhood through these experiences. Yes, I have. Did not know that that was a thing that I could do until it happened to me. And it was really amazing. I was abused as a child and I have always had nightmares about that abuse for my entire life. And then whenever I started having these out-of-body experiences, I started having more nightmares about the abuse. After he passed away, that's when the nightmares really started. And it happened every single night for about six months. And then my aunt had suggested using my out-of-body experiences to go and like talk to him about how he hurt me and forgive him. And so I, I did that. I was in meditation, had an out-of-body experience. I asked God if I could go to him. And I was immediately in this place with him, which was very dark. All of my other experiences are very like the places are beautiful and the colors are so vibrant and, and just amazing. Not like colors I've ever seen here, but this place was dark and he was there. And I went up to him and I was like, I, I told him, I said, he looked up at me and I said, you know, you really did hurt me as a child. I said, but I'm here to forgive you and release the pain. And he looks up at me and he says, no, I'm not yet ready to face what I have done. And then he flew off. And I said, well, God, I did my part. Take me home. And then I woke up in bed. And then the very next morning, I had another out-of-body experience, and I went to him again, and he was crying on the floor, just sobbing, uncontrollably sobbing. And I went up to him, and I said, why are you crying? I said, is it because you can't hurt little girls anymore? And he said, no, it was little boys too, and I don't want to hurt kids anymore. I don't want to do it. And I said, well, you just have to ask for forgiveness and, you know, be read, willing to face what you have done. And, and then you can heal from it. I said, I forgive you. And he was like, thank you. And then I said, it's up to you now. And I patted him on the back. And I said, Okay, God, take me home. And then I woke up. And the very next morning, I saw him again. And he was dancing and singing and in a beautiful place. He wasn't in the dark place anymore. I guess I would call it some type of purgatory or something. It was just very dark and 
Um, but this time he was in a, a beautiful place dancing and singing. And he said, thank you for helping me. Thank you for forgiving me. He goes, I faced what I have done and you helped me out of that place. And I said, you're welcome. And I said, and then I told God to take me home. And then I came back. And after that, none, none, I had no more nightmares. So I was having nightmares for like six months straight, two, three times a night. And after I forgave him, I didn't have any more ever again. So it was really amazing. And I can yeah. talk about it without, you know, being upset. So that's how I know I really did heal by forgiving him. Yes, you healed. You healed yourself and you helped him heal himself. A lot of uh, victims, unfortunately, have to live with the anger, the guilt, the shame. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it destroys them. So they start uh, self-medicating or they go into dark areas of life to vent their anger and mm -hmm. they end up destroying themselves. That's mm -hmm. what I was doing. Uh, I was self-medicating to just numb the pain, you know, but I had no idea that I could heal through these experiences. And I'm so grateful. How was your experience when you met your grandma? My experiences started about a month before my grandma passed away. So I had shared seeing my passed away cousin with her and I had told her that I dreamt of her, but I knew, I knew it was an out-of-body experience, not a dream, but I didn't know if my grandma would understand that. So I just explained them to her as a dream. So whenever she passed away, well, when she was sick and in hospice, I had asked her, I said, Grandma, will you visit my dreams just like Sabrina does, which is my cousin that I see? And she just nodded her head because she couldn't speak then. And the first time I saw her, it was actually pretty funny because, you know, I got out of body and I was in my front yard and I said, God, I said, can I see my grandma? I said, please take me to my grandma. And all of a sudden I'm right in front of her and she's looking in an antique mirror, brushing her hair. And she looks at me and she goes, how did, she goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> right. <laughs> she goes, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I don't know, grandma, I just asked God to see you and here I am. And she goes, you told me they were just dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, grandma, it was because I didn't. And she interrupted me and she goes, didn't want to freak me out. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to freak you out. And I didn't want you to like think that I was just, you know, crazy. <laughs> and she just laughs. And I asked her, I said, well, why aren't you with Sabrina? Because my grandma and Sabrina and my cousin were very close in the physical. And she goes, oh, I'll be with her in about four to five days, your time. And I'm like, oh, okay, grandma. And she had let me know that she was with Willie right now. And I, at the time, I did not know who Willie was. But after that experience, I asked my family who Willie was. And they said that was her very first boyfriend. And right before she passed, she was talking about him, wondering whatever happened to Willie. And so that's who wow. she was with. So that was a really cool confirmation because I had no idea about this Willie guy. We talked about your dad. He was in the hospital. Well, what happened was I went to him in these experiences and I told him to lay down and then I put my hands together to pray and I asked for healing light and the light shot down from the sky into the top of my head in the middle, like my crown chakra. And then it went into my body and then I pointed my hands towards him and the light shot out of my hands into my dad. 
And then um, I said, that's all for now, dad. And then I went back home. And then I had called my mom that next morning. And I was like, mom, I went to dad and I, I sent him healing light. Like, how is he doing today? And she, and he hadn't eaten for seven weeks because he had uh, esophageal cancer. And that day was the first time in seven weeks that he was able to eat solid food. And it did last only for a few days, but I at least helped him feel better for those few days, you know. And you have uh, confirmation. He wasn't eating and then he ate. Yes, that was amazing. I, I cried that day when that happened. And and I later learned that like sometimes when you go healing people, it's not always to save them, just to make them feel better in that moment. Yes. Right before he passed away, I mean, we were all still very hopeful he was going to make it. Um, but it was like five days before he passed away, I had an out-of-body experience and I went to him and we had no idea he was about to pass, but I went to him and, and I was in a mechanic shop with him and my dad was a mechanic, um, all his life, loved working on cars. And I saw him and I was like, dad, you look so healthy. You look amazing. And I was like, so the cancer's gone. And he goes, no, I just don't carry it here with me. And I said, oh, I said, well, dad, I'm here to heal you. I said, so I said, and he goes, well, he goes, that's not going to be necessary. And I was like, why dad? He goes, this is where you can find me when I'm gone. And I was like, well, what is this place? He said, this is my afterlife place. I said, a mechanic shop, really? (laughs) And I started laughing and he was like, you know, I love this stuff. And I was like, I honestly didn't know you loved it that much that you'd be doing it in the afterlife. (laughs) And then I was like, but dad, please just, I'm not ready to let you go. Can I please heal you? And he says, again, that won't be necessary. And he said, goodbye now. And he starts walking away, going down this spiral staircase at his afterlife mechanic shop. And um, I went to touch his head to try to heal him. And I ended up getting pulled back and waking up. And I was like, okay. So then I knew, you know, his time was coming um, because he was already spending time in his afterlife place. And five days later, he passed away. So I knew it was coming. And I knew that he was going to be okay. And that's what he was letting me know. And I'm so grateful for that. And it's such a healing experience, too, because I get to see him quite often and my grandma and my dad will send messages with me back to my mom. And it's really healing for her as well. I feel really honored to be trusted with this gift. I have always had a passion for helping people. And this is, I just love being able to help people through these experiences. When my um, guide told me that I would be helping assist the battle between the light and the dark, I had no idea that this is what he meant. Once I joined the group with you guys, someone had said that you could meet your guides through these experiences. And I was like, no way, like, that's incredible. So I just started praying about it and asking to meet my guides, or one of my guides. And um, I prayed every single day. And on the seventh day, I gave such a heartfelt prayer about why I wanted to meet my guide and just asking and just filled my heart with love while I was asking to meet my guide. And on the seventh day that morning, I had an out-of-body experience and I went to my my childhood house, like the house that I grew up in. And I was in my childhood bedroom and there was this man 
with um, short, like long brown hair to his shoulders and crystal blue eyes. And he was wearing like a off white gown with a rope tied around his waist. And I said, are you my guide? And um, he nodded his head. Yes. And I was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. (laughs) I'm so excited. And he and then we went outside to my childhood backyard and we sat up on the wall behind my house and just sat there. And I, he said, what would you like to know? And I said, well, I said, I've been trying to go to the moon in my experiences. And I said, but I can't get there. I said, can you take me there? And he said, I cannot do that for you at this time. And I said, well, why? And he said, because the moon is basically a giant cavity full of entities. And I was like, oh, so that's why I can't go there? And he said, in time, you will be helping assist the battle between the light and the dark. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that sounds really scary. I don't think I can do that. And he said, not to worry, you will not be assisting until you are ready. And I'm like, well, I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we sat there and, you know, talked about some things. And I, he asked me if there was anything else that I would like to know. And I said, well, sometimes when I'm having these experiences, my vision is dark and I can't see very well. And I said, can you help me with that? And then all of a sudden, I couldn't see him anymore. Everything went black. And I was like, oh, no, I can't see. He goes, calm down. It's okay. I'm teaching you. And I said, okay. And he goes, repeat after me, sight now. And I said, sight now. And then all of a sudden, I could see him again, crystal clear. And and I was like, oh, it's that simple. He said, no, my dear, it is not that simple. (laughs) (laughs) He, He says, you have to have belief behind it. And I was like, oh, I'm like, well, I guess I could try that. And, you know, ever since then, like, that's what I say. Whenever things go dark, I just say sight now. Sometimes I have to repeat it a couple of times and then everything brightens up and I can see perfectly. Whenever he I first met him, he told me his name and it was Mitch. He said his name was Mitchell. And I laughed because I expected something more exotic. (laughs) And and I was like, really, Mitchell? And he chuckles and he goes, when you go back, look up the meaning to my name. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So whenever I did come back, I hurry up and looked up the meaning to his name. And the meaning to his name was gift from God. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. You mentioned something about three knocks. Um, Right before I started having my out-of-body experiences, I was hearing three knocks. I at first thought someone was at my door. That's how real that sound was for me. I would go to my front door. No one was there. And I'm like, is someone trying to play a prank on me? Like knocking and running away? So then it kept happening. So one time I was like, you know what? I'm going to look on my cameras because I had a camera on my front porch and I'm going to catch whoever it is. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked on my cameras at the time that I heard the knocks and nobody was there. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. And so then I started doing research like online about three knocks and stuff. And I decided to, it was on December 21st, 2020. I went outside and I prayed and I said, God, if that's you knocking, open the door and I will walk through. And before that had happened, I was seeking answers, seeking what is real, what is not. Like I wanted to know, like, 
I was praying and seeking answers. And so I went outside and I said that. And um, a couple hours later, I was in bed and I said the prayer again, open the door and I will walk through. God, if that's you knocking, just open the door. And my back door literally blew open. And I was terrified because I didn't like put it together, what I had just said. I didn't think that it was like, I thought it was just a weird coincidence. And so whenever that, I realized that that my back door was open, which, so I thought maybe someone had opened it and ran away because my alarm went off. So I looked on my cameras again, nobody was there. The door just opened by itself and there was no wind that night. And I had lived in that house for 11 years. And even on the stormiest, windiest nights, that door is never blown open. So I was like, that's so weird. And I was like, okay, God, I didn't mean literally open. I didn't mean literally open the door. <laughs> I was like, cause that scared me. <laughs> and days later after that is when my out-of-body experiences started. You were telling me about a dream that you were having that, that you were told that you were going to die. Yeah. Is it okay if you can share that? Yeah. Um, so it was before all of this started for me, before the knocks, before all of that, I had a dream where I saw my passed away cousin, Sabrina, and um, I look at her and there's other people in the room and I'm like, how can I see you and nobody else can see you? And because I know that you're, you know, you're dead. And she goes, because you have angel wings. And I was like, why do I have angel wings and nobody else does here? And she goes, because you're going to pass away soon. And I was like, how soon? And she said, now you're asking too many questions. And then I woke up and that freaked me out. To be honest, I thought any day now I'm going to die. So I went and got my will in order and I started seeking God. I started seeking, you know, what is, what happens after we die? I started seeking those answers. So I was like searching for answers. And then one of my friends had mentioned, well, maybe, maybe go to like a psychic medium and see like, cause I, for some reason, I wanted to know when I was going to die. I wanted to know how much time I had. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, she was like, maybe you could go to a psychic medium and ask her. And I was like, yeah, maybe. So I set an appointment with one and that was on a Tuesday that I set. No, it was on a Monday that I set the appointment and then Thursday was going to be the appointment. And on that Tuesday is when I had an out-of-body experience. Well, what happened was I, it was interesting how it happened for me because I was super stressed out about something going on in my life. And I started Googling ways to help with stress. And the main thing I kept seeing was meditation, meditation. And so I started practicing meditation during the day and I just could not clear my mind at all. So I Googled easier ways to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the first article I came across said, first thing in the morning, before you even look at your phone or anything, that is the best time to meditate. It's easier to have a clear mind. So I was like, okay, so I'll try that tomorrow morning. I wake up the next morning and I start meditating. And next thing I know, I am rolling off of my bed onto the floor next to my bed. And I, I was like, 
why would I just roll off the floor? Like, why wouldn't I stop myself? Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) And I got up to go back to bed and finish meditating. And, and then my feet lifted off the ground. And I was like, Oh, what what is happening? (laughs) Cause I literally thought it was my physical body that fell onto Mm -hmm. the ground that rolled off the bed. And (laughs) I stood up, my feet lifted up and I freaked out and I was like, what, what is going on? And then I turned around to look at my bed and there I was sleeping there. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what is happening? And um, at first I, I had a thought like, am I dead? Then I felt a presence and it was just the most loving, beautiful, unconditional love presence in my room. I never saw who it was, but I just instantly said, Oh God, I'm so happy you're here. And I just, I sat on the ground at the foot of my bed and sat Indian style. And for some reason, when I talked to, when I talked to this voice, I call God, I always sit on the floor Indian style, like a little kid. I don't know why, but then, um, I said, God, I'm so happy you're here. I, I really need you to take me to Sabrina, my cousin, the cousin who told me that I was going to pass away soon. And he said in a very deep voice, very, very deep voice, I cannot do that for you. And I was like, well, why? And he said, because I know what the question is you are about to ask. And I was like, but God, um, a year ago, she told me that I was going to pass away soon. I said, was that just a dream or was that a real message? And he said that it was a message. And I was like, so I am going to die soon. And he said, not to worry. Your soon is not our soon. Time does not exist here. And that confused me because I never knew time doesn't exist there. That was the first time I heard that. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that makes me feel a little better. And then he says to me, and I know about that appointment you have on Thursday. I was like, oh, no. I said, is that not okay, God? And he said, you should not be seeking answers like that because he knew the question was going to be, when am I going to die? You know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, God, as soon as I go back to my body, I will cancel it. And I just felt that he was pleased. I felt that. I said, one more question, God, before I go. I said, do you hear my prayers? He said, I hear everybody's prayers, even the ones in your head. I was like, all right, God, that's awesome. I'm like that. I feel so much better. I was like, okay, God, take me home. And then I woke up and I just started bawling my eyes out because it was just so amazing. I, I, I felt I'm like about to cry right now because that's how much it moved me. And I just couldn't believe that I, that I just experienced that. And it was just so life changing for me. And of course, I immediately canceled that appointment. (laughs) It was beautiful. I get goosebumps just talking about it because that's one of the most that that was my first experience. And it was just so, so beautiful. Tammy, we've covered some of the experiences that you've had. Is there anything that you would like to share aside from what we've talked about? We'd like to talk about that. I am writing a book. Can't wait. (laughs) In one of my experiences, I was out in my front yard looking up at the sky, asking God, what do you want me to do with these experiences? And a book fell from the sky and the front of the book was blank. And I picked it up and I said, God, it's blank. I flipped through the pages. Everything was blank. And he said, share it with the world. And I'm like, 
but I'm not a writer. And I'm like, I can't do this. And I said, well, I said, is there anything else? And then a license plate fell from the ground and it was flipped over from, I was looking at the backside of it. And I said, it's blank God. And he said, pick it up. I picked it up. I flipped it over. And in all capital letters, it said healer. Wow. Like healer. I said, I'm not a healer. So I'm just sitting here arguing with him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a writer. I'm not a healer. And he confirmed, yes, you are step like wanting me to step into my purpose. So Mm -hmm. I've started that book. I'm going to call it God's knocking because of the knocking that I heard. Um, So yeah, I'm only a few chapters in, but I never thought I could do this. But with God, like uh, guiding me, I, it gives me the strength to do what he wants me to do. And And I'm excited about it too. God, we, we are, everybody is, I think you said you were going to practice healing, correct? Yes. um, I'm getting certified in Reiki healing. Um, I'm working on that now. And yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, I know that I argued with him at first, but I... Uh, I kept like in my experiences, I kept asking, like, are you sure? Are you sure this is what you want me to do? And I keep getting told yes. He said, as long as it serves a greater purpose. And I was like, okay, I can do it. I Mm -hmm. I can do it. So I'm doing it. Is there there anything else that you would want to talk about, uh, Tammy? We talked about your book and we talked about healing uh, practice that you're, you're, you're going to be taking on? Is there any other project that you might want to share? Nope, just the healing and writing my book. I'm really excited to release it. It'll be a little bit, but I'm super excited about it. I've been praying a lot about that for guidance and um, getting the right people put in my life to um, fulfill my mission here. The little time that that I've known you, Tammy, you're a very positive person. You have a good heart. You're very kind. You're, you're, uh, I want to remind everyone, she's an admin to the Astral Projection Techniques group on Facebook. Something that caught my attention, I was talking about when I was a toddler, I remember crawling to the mirror and I remember looking at myself, looking at my body and I was like, what the hell is this thing I'm wearing? And then you said, hey, I did the same thing too. As I was growing up, I would look in the mirror and I never knew why I did this. And I honestly thought everybody did this, but apparently not. I would look mm-hmm. in the mirror. I, I the, My first memory of it is when I was a teenager, but like I've done this um, all the way up until now. Like I would look in the mirror and I would just like not freak out in a bad way, but like freak out in like in a a different way and I would just look at myself and I'd be like oh my gosh I'm a human being like (laughs) I'm like I'm really a person (laughs) yeah and I just would like trip out on it and I would ask my friends like do you ever look in the mirror and like trip out because you're a human (laughs) and they would be like uh no (laughs) so I realized that it was just me. <laughs> well, apparently not because you you as well. <laughs> There's yeah. another situation that caught my attention, Tammy. You also had an encounter with Thoth, the mm-hmm. Egyptian. <laughs> I did not know who he was um, until I just started like doing research and describing what I saw. And then I found Thoth and I was like, that's what I saw. Like, I, it just blew my mind. It's confirmation. I love getting confirmation because I had no idea that that... Uh, entity or whatever 
existed. You met him and he showed himself to you holding, a, was it a crescent moon? It was a full moon. It was a full moon. Mm-hmm. He was holding it. Yeah. And I thought wow. he didn't say anything to me. I just saw him holding a moon and I, I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. I still don't know what it meant, but I, whenever I did look, I started doing research to find out like who that was. I saw, I did not expect to find Thoth. And I think it had said something about, he has something to do with the moon. Yeah. So that was pretty incredible to find that. I know we have another thing in common. Uh huh. We both came from, from Orion. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was praying about like, where am I from? And because I just didn't feel from here. And then in one of my experiences, I was told Orion's belt. And I, then I didn't even know what Orion's belt was. So when I came back, I wrote it in my phone's notes, spelled O-R-Y-A-N-S belt. And I was like, why would I hear something about some guy named Orion's belt? I'm like, that's so <laughs> And, and I'm ashamed to say I didn't know what it was, but right. I'm also kind of glad I didn't know what it was because it was confirmation for me. So whenever I Googled Orion's belt, the way I spelt it, the actual Orion's belt, you know, spelt the correct way popped up. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a star constellation. What? <laughs> and that just blew my mind. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. Thank you and for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to share all of this. Hopefully this is not the last time. Absolutely. There's, there's more to talk about. More, yes, more I know you had some some experiences that are mind-blowing. Tammy, well, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you so um, much. It, and hopefully we have more um, shows in the future for Absolutely. our listeners. Thank you, Tammy. Thank um, you so much. And friends, we'll see you. Have a good day.